This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Yeah, it is uh, Whitney Houston there with the greatest love of all. I mean, before I got to truly understand the significance and meaning of the song, I thought the greatest love of all is you having a child, uh, um, you know, because she does talk about um, children quite a bit in there. But the greatest love of all is that which you carry inside of you for you. Um, and uh, the the significance of self-love is what we're talking about with uh, MC, life coach, aspiring author, and really a lover of Christ, Ayanda Rakau. Good morning. Good morning to you too, Bumi. How, <laughs> How are you, Sissi? I'm, I, I'm, very, I'm very well. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Very yeah. much excited for the conversation. Yeah. And good morning to the listeners as well. All right. Ayanda, tell us a little bit about your story uh, and your journey uh, to healing. And why is self-love such an important um, topic or, or theme for you? Oh, my God. Um, Ayanda, Ayanda, she's... She's a woman. You know when they say a pillar of strength, and she is that kind of a woman, a woman of valor, mm. woman of excellence. And she um, went through a lot in sure. her life, and she uh, discovered uh, who she is while she's experiencing uh, the pains and the tribulations of life. But here I am today, and I am grateful for all of it. Self-love and healing, um, it, it played like in my life, it plays such a significant role for me to understand what is healing. Mm. Not just I'm um, talking about healing, uh, not understanding the pain and the process. Mm. Because for me to say I am healed, it's because I am wounded. Something happened to me. Right. So um, I understand she's here to share about her life experiences in terms of how did she uh, became this amazing woman that people see mm. uh, through the process of healing. Mm. So we heal our broken wounds, we heal and we find and we regain strength. And then um, then it's when we get to understand who are we, then that's when I will be touching base on self-love. Yeah. Because self-love, it's more of me loving me. But where do you love? In, 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 where, where, where I under is loving, you know, if ever you are hurt. I have to be filled in my own space. I have to be filled within my own tuition. I need to understand who am I. And for me to discover self-love, it's when you go through the process and the stages of healing. Then you can say, now that I have healed, I know who I am. So, I mean, I pick up three important um, things there, Ayanda. You know, firstly, identity is a big thing. I mean, you mentioned that you now know who you are and it's only um, from knowing who it is that you truly, truly are. Can you start loving yourself? But but even before we get there, you need to know what it is that has wounded you and what that where that wound emanates from. Trace it back. Heal that, you know, that little child or little girl that um, experienced the wound, Mm. identify it and then so that you can deal with it. Your personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, at what point did you realize that you were wounded? What happened in your life um, for you to kind of say, oh, my goodness, I'm actually, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hurt. And I need to start dealing with this wound. And what was that wound? Um, I know she's a rape survivor. She's been raped mm-hmm. by her own dad. <gasps> and yeah. 
and uh, being a rape survivor and have to deal with me discovering after I think plus minus 18 years uh, after the whole thing happened, the whole incident. And because as we all know, in our uh, cultures or in our uh, black community, they think that we sweep things under the rug. Mm. We don't talk about it. So I ended she was a child who was um, told to keep quiet. So now that I have a voice and I have my own opinion, then I am able to voice it out. Sure. So I am a, a rape survivor. Mm. How old were you, Ayanda? I was only 12, just a tender sure. age. And yeah, mm. and there I am. So for me to um, to go through the process of healing, it was for me to realize that um, if I'm not dealing with this now, I'm going to bleed because that's what happened. If you don't take care of the mm. root cause, you will continue bleeding. And when you bleed, you bleed in different ways. We've got women or we've got people in general that they are projecting of how they feel inside and they're taking it out by their actions, by their uh, by the words that they are saying or just by or but by food or substance. But sure. for me, I decided to, to take out my um pain and share it and mm. make it um uh and make it something that I know that it can impact and touch as uh, someone's life. And so what was that point at which you broke open and said, um, all right, I need to turn this pain into a gift to others, uh, but especially for myself, you know, by by sharing my story. And how old were you? So you experienced this um, incident at at the age of 12. I mean, you know, at the age of 12, people don't have the language to express what they're feeling. It's a time of confusion. How long did it take you until you realized, my goodness, this is serious, what happened to me, and I was... My voice was taken away from me by by being told that I couldn't speak about it. Sure. Um, It was just after uh, I got married. I got married at the age of 23 years, Mm. and then uh, obviously everything adds... It's normal because our subconscious, it can handle or it shut it down or it pack it for those certain years. Then come now, I'm married. I'm relieving the rape incident after 18 years. Mm. Occurred. And I had to look at it and I don't even know how can I say to my husband that if you touch me in this way, you are triggering something within me. So um, it's when... uh, my realization came when my marriage was at a rocky stage because there was no longer any intimacy. I was no longer uh, looking or longing for it. Mm. I will try to make excuses and um, justify for as much as I could. Mm. And it went months by and it didn't make sense because we are just newlyweds. And we knew, I mean, we, we knew each other way before and there was nothing so suddenly there is this trauma that i am dealing with at the age of 26 while it happened when i was only 18 when i was 12 years so at the time it's when i realized that i have to talk about it the sad thing i did not know even how to start you know uh, speaking about it because my husband and my uh, father they have an amazing relationship goodness and my mother, she's still married with the same man, you know, that this happened. So it was... So your dad remained a, a present dad throughout your is. life. Um, as You continued as if nothing... Lived in the same household yes. after that? Yes. Okay. We lived in the same household. Everything just ha- it happened and continued as usual because 
um, someone that I trusted, someone that obviously uh, I thought she will protect me, mm. you know, is, is my mom. Mm. And as much as my dad did this, but I'm also went through the process of accepting and forgiving both of them mm. because they also play a role. But at the time, I was so angry with the uh, uh, with, with with my dad because I was like, "How can you do this to me?" You know. Mm. And but as I grew older and realizing, but that I was like, but there was an enabler that I did spoke about this, yeah. and she did said nothing about it. She did not do anything about it. So it's when I was like, healing it's for me and forgiveness it's for me. It liberates me. And then it's when now I understood what is healing. And uh, I mean, oof, I've got goosebumps because I, <laughs> that's a lot of forgiving that you had to do. I mean, for, forgiving of yourself and the two people who were entrusted with your protection, your care, um, really violated it. When and how did that healing process start? So you then declared to your husband what had happened to you as a child. Uh, did that did that lead to the breakup, uh, you know, to the demise of your marriage? And how did the healing process start? Were you going to therapy? What did healing look like? <laughs> I'm still in the process. I don't think it's sure. an ever-ending stage, especially with the rape survivors, because there are triggers. Mm. In general, when you are wounded and you don't want to deal with the wound, uh, I mean, it's either it gets contaminated or infected, and then it's just spread and mm. it doesn't heal. So for me, I didn't want that to be my norm or my life, that uh, people... Uh, had people had people right. so I say had people heal people mm. so that's why I'm, I'm changing the narrative of taking the negative situation and putting it positive so for me to find healing even now I'm still in the process of healing sure. and I heal each and every time when I get to uh, to vocalize it in such platforms whereby people I know I'm not the only one uh, that uh, go oh, going through this or went through this so um yeah, I, I I went to the psychologist. Yeah. And funny enough, you'll be amazed as I have said that there will be triggers. I was triggered again mm. <laughs> just in May. For mm. the first time in my life, I was admitted in a psychiatric hospital, mm. right? And uh, in 20, uh, 2015, 2016, it's when the reality hit home. And then I went through the process, mm. you know, of now acknowledging that I was violated. So at that period of time, I was relieving the girl that who was 12. Right. And right now I am relieving a woman who understand who she is and she is at a better place, a better space. And I want to completely heal. Mm. So triggers of life, they, triggers of life, they come because I mean, I, I normally say we are here to suffer one way or the other. There's umgo that it's happening. There's just something that it's happening to someone. So triggers, it could be at work. Triggers, it could be the relationships. Triggers, it could be your marriage again. It could be a, a lot of stuff. But with me this time around, I was in the hospital with a burnout. I was just tired sure. from work and all of that. Yeah. Not realizing that I, it's going to evoke other emotions yeah. in me. Then I went back to that space and it triggered other memories and other emotions. Mm. So now healing, it went back to when I was at the age of four, when I was abandoned. So you see now you get to remember 
because mm. you are dealing with the root cause. Mm. At first, it was me dealing with acceptance yeah. and realization that I am 12. Okay, this happened then. And it has affected my marriage in this way. But now, in 2023, in May, I am looking at Ayanda triggered by what she's going through as a child. And now the tra- um, the, the trace of my thoughts went back again mm. to when I was four. So that is the root cause that she was abandoned when she was four. And then this happened to her. She stayed in different places. And at this time, when she was trying to find uh, as, as a young girl who, who was comfortable, I have always had that confidence. I was just free-spirited, bubbly person. And that happened and you are shut down. For some reason, I thank God, life goes on mm. again. But to this year, it's when I really sat down. That's why I'm telling you that I'm still in the process mm. of healing. Mm. I love the saying that uh, the source of the wound may not be your fault, but it certainly is your responsibility to heal it. Because as you said, you will go around bleeding all over the people around you. Ayanda, thank you so much for your courage, for your strength at doing the hard thing of looking at yourself in the mirror um, and dealing with the man in the mirror because oftentimes we run away from that. We want to point fingers at everybody else. Um, And I hope that your hurt does heal beyond this platform. Um, It is a process. It is a process. So I am in that process of which I have already uh, started it. Um, Little by little taking it out of that um, whatever, the pain, you know, because it's when, when you think about it, you do have those moments that again, you know. So it's when for me, I realized that no, really, it is a process. So I'm in a process of taking it out, that thorn that it's busy poking and completely to remove it. Ayanda Rakau, everybody, MC, life coach, aspiring author, and uh, just a lover of life, okay? Because listen to her, uh, against all odds, uh, she is uh, pursuing a life of healing. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.